Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. This week on the podcast, we discuss Kylie and Kris Jenner's newly decorated homes that we actually didn't hate, surprising things we love about our homes, how to tell if you've become nose blind to your home, two unique home conversions, one was a train station and one was a firehouse, and of course, our winner and loser of the week. Stay with us. We are back again for another wonderful episode. How are you guys feeling? Feeling pretty good. Great, Natalie. Great. Um, Architectural Digest just released their March issue of the magazine. And uh, guess who is gracing the covers? Who? 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 <laughs> um, Kylie Jenner and Chris Jenner mm. each got their own covers uh, because they are giving inside tours of their newly decorated homes. Do we care? Sort of, not really. Um, but the reason this is, this is interesting is uh, we took a look at these the the actual decor of their homes. Chris's is very serene, lots of like wooden and stone elements, um, made like a beige and black and white color palette. Um, but Kylie's, on the other hand, was like very true to her aesthetic. Um, Lots of pink, lots of neon, like basically how you would expect a Kardashian millennial, millennial to design her right. place. Um, I've got a quick question. Yeah. Um, did I hear or see correctly that Kris Jenner has never shared photos of the inside of her home before? Like this was a, a big deal that we finally got to see inside, right? Right. It was a big deal. Uh, she hasn't let the film crew come in for keeping up with the Kardashians. Like this is definitely like inside for the first time inside uh chris jenner's home so so wait reality tv isn't real <laughs> what Stop does it. that mean the bachelor is not real mind's blown so wait, so wait the the Show home me. that's featured on the keeping up with the kardashian show of which chris jenner is a big part is not her home it's like a it's a set basically um I do not watch the show, so I don't really know whose home they film in. Um, but it's right. definitely not Chris's. This is the first time that anyone's been behind um, her front door. And it's probably because, you know, it was getting redecorated. She's working with this decorator. His name is um, Martin Lo- Martin Lawrence Ballard. And uh, he's a very, you know, well-known celebrity designer. A lot of big celebs use him. You know, I, I'm not the biggest Kardashian-Jenner fan, and just seeing these photos of Kylie's place, I didn't hate it, truly. I was like, like this, this – so, for example, like her dining room, she has um, – the chairs are upholstered in this, like, leather in different shades of pink um, based mm-hmm. on the shades of uh, each of her lipsticks in her in her makeup, her cosmetics collection. Um, which is the thing that, you know, made her a supposed billionaire or whatever. But it's just like everything is very symbolic. Like the photos have – the photos and all the art in the house um, has meaning to her. It's not just like, oh, this is cool. Like throw it up there. Um, I mean her art collection is crazy. She has Warhol. She has Hearst. She has like custom-made neon signs. If the – if there was one element you could take from Kylie's place and put in your own, what would it be? Um, 
I, I mean, I love those chairs. I really the chairs. Yeah, yeah. I really do. The, the upholstered chairs. Um, I'm not a big neon person myself, but right. I really like how it looks. Um, okay. Let's see. I'm just looking through some of the photos right now. I love the light fixture in her dining room. It's like this gold um, with these like orbs, like these white um, glass orbs. Is there something out of Chris's home that you felt like, oh, I would love to have that in my home? I love her um, navy blue cabinets in her in okay. her kitchen. I love how the navy blue yeah. cabinets pair with the uh, white with the white big marble islands. Like it, it just yeah. it's so crisp, yeah. and um, I love the idea of a navy blue it, cabinet. Just, That's hot right now too. Yeah, yeah. it's real big. Mm-hmm. You know, when money's no object, obviously you can. <laughs> create your house the way that you want it to like picture perfect exactly how you want it to look um and you know she doesn't she doesn't have to design for the future if she wanted to change this in a year or two years she totally could so um like many of us you know we design thinking oh this is going to be our aesthetic for like years down the road Mm -hmm. um but you know it's it's fun to look at i'm sorry i'm i know a lot of our like readers just they don't they they they, say, they really don't like me, when we talk about the Kardashians right. and the Jenners and I see this as just looking at home decor. Yeah, it, it's good inspiration whether you like the Kardashians or the Jenners or not. Yeah, I'm kind of pictures. separating them. Just like separating there's the no, artist from the music. It's like There's no need to apologize. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but in any case, I mean, what do you guys think about it? Is it do you have any feelings? I I like the I like the makeup room or salon or whatever there in Kylie's residence. That looked really fun. Yeah. Like, and, and very just yeah. pop, pop art, like pop and pink and kind of, yeah. I mean, it's overwhelming. I wouldn't necessarily want to live there, all but day I, in that. I appreciate the yeah. aesthetic. Right. There's pictures of like Marilyn Monroe and Barbie, um, the pink like chairs that she, you could sit in to get ready. And there's a big neon sign that says plastic in it which is just it's just so like playing into what everyone says about them and while also just like embracing who she is and yeah at least they're self-aware about their home decor right it's not like they're (laughs) trying to be something that they're not so we did a story on this um you know and it it includes pictures of the houses so if you want to check it out go to realtor.com slash news you can see kylie's house and flip through the photos and some of chris's um the photos from Chris's house as well. Clearly Chris and Kylie were showing off what they love about their homes. And yeah. that kind of segues perfectly into one of the stories that we featured on the site on Realtor.com um, about things that other owners love about their homes. We did do a story this week about things that uh, surprising things that people love most about their homes. Um whether it's that front tree in the yard or their wet bar or just lots of light. Mm. Um, So it got us thinking, what are the things, you know, we spend a lot of time kind of complaining about, oh, I wish I could fix this. I wish I could do this differently. There's got to be something that everybody's like, oh, I never want to move because I don't want to get rid of this. Or this is the one thing that's close to my heart. Um, Natalie, do you have something in your apartment? um, Well, off the top of my head, I'd say that I have really great windows. Um, mm-hmm. I live in a one-bedroom apartment on the 19th floor, and um, it's not a huge place, but we have really, like, wall-to-wall windows um, in our living-slash-dining area, and 
the sunsets that we see are just spectacular. So I really love the windows in my place. Um, and it can be tricky if, you know, mid-afternoon um, the sun's shining through. It's just, like, so bright. But oh, yeah. once, you know, the Do sun you... goes down and the sunsets are just incredible. So um, And it lets, like, amazing light in. I want to see sometime. Send me some pictures. I will. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, like, my apartment's pretty old. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not... when was that built? Oh, Do you know, no, I don't. I'd have to guess maybe like sixties or seventies, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been there for a while, but so it's not like the flooring's new or the the kitchen's anything to brag about. Um, we do have a lot of closet space too, which for any New Yorker, anyone living in a big city, that's a big deal to have a, an ample amount of uh, closet space. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big deal, no matter where you live. Yeah. I would always love more closets. I know for sure. What do you, Rachel, what do you love about your place? So I also live in an older apartment that was built also probably in the sixties or seventies. And it is, it could use some, some upkeep, some TLC, the flooring's old, the cabinetry's old. Um, and I complain about that a lot, but it's spacious, mm-hmm. and I do like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's got kind of an open, you know, living room and a pretty big kitchen, considering. Um, so that's always been pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And then this is a weird thing, but I love it, and I don't know how to recreate it if I ever move. I love my shower head. Oh. I have the best water pressure of any shower I've ever taken in my entire life. Wow. Is it so it's because of the head you think or is it just like I don't think it's the head because if it was the head I could remove it and take it to wherever. <laughs> you just like I go, right? <laughs> I'm taking this. You just like take it with yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> this is mine now. <laughs> I think I had a handyman come in several years ago um and I asked him if there's anything I could do about the water pressure and he said to me, um, he said, well, how, how hard do you want it? Or, you know, what do you want? Do you want it rip your skin off? And I said, yeah, <laughs> I want rip your skin off. And I didn't think that he was going to deliver, but he so delivered. So I don't know what this man did and I don't know his name and I don't know how to get in contact with him, but he is my hero for the rest of my life. Wow. So I, it's like the one reason I don't want to move. <laughs> I think you just need to get his name and number and make sure that he can come to your next place and fix your, I fix know. You I don't even know how I would though. Like it was, it was years ago and I just, I was young and naive and I didn't think about the importance of wow. this, but yeah. Good water pressure is like key. <laughs> it's yes. clutch. Very important. Yeah. Yes. Eric, what, what do you love about your place? I, yeah, I guess I, I mean, I love my atrium. Um, yeah, you do have a nice atrium. Yeah, and it has a retractable roof, so it can be open in the summer That's to nice. you know vent out, and then we can close it now that it's winter, and you know it, it allows more light into the home. Uh, can uh, I? Um, I don't know if you're okay with me saying this. No. But- Eric lives in a mid-century modern house. It's yes. actually an Eichler home, yes. and we can talk at a later point about what an Eichler is. Mm-hmm. But it has lots of glass. Lots of floor-to-ceiling windows. Yes. Very open and airy. Yes. I mean, you can describe your own house, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing a good job. You're doing a great job, yeah. Rachel. But I've, I've been I've been lucky enough to be uh, to to go to Eric's house, and the atrium is very impressive. Yeah. And now uh, now yeah. there's a Peloton on the atrium, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, there is. Thank you, Natalie, yeah. for reminding you're me. You're crowning jewel. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I did that. Uh, I did. I did a ride last night. Um, nice. But yeah, no other other things I love about my house. Uh, I love my shed in the back. That's like my, it's like a shed that's designed just kind of as a man cave. It's like separate from the house, detached man cave. Yeah. Um, and then I have my office. I also love my office inside the house. Um, I, yeah, I like my shower because it's really big. Yeah. Sounds like you just love your whole house, which is great. I have, I guess I have house love. I've fallen in love with my house. I mean, it's not that I, you know, I can see selling it someday. It's not that I'm saying, oh, I'm going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. But anyway, if you want to uh, check out what other home buyers love about their houses, go to realtor.com slash news. But we would love to hear from you and hear what you love or what you hate about your house. So you can email us a uh, podcast at realtor.com yeah and please do email us um we're genuinely curious so yeah and if you know the name of a good handyman who can uh up my water pressure or definitely hit or me like up. a diy situation trick for for you know maybe you don't have to call a specialist yeah maybe i can do it all on my maybe own. there's a specific shower head on amazon let us know yeah you're helping me you're helping all of us. Have you ever, have you guys ever walked into a home and been like, oh, whoa? <laughs> they yeah. they just oh whoa oh whoa oh, oh whoa and like smelled something and said oh <laughs> what's that smell? I didn't make okay. it clear that you were no. you did you didn't you were walking in and smelling something. <laughs> And you go, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, that's. I have. That could very well be that the homeowner has gone nose blind to their own place. Um, I'm sure we're all very aware of this. Are you guys aware of this in your oh, yes. places? Yeah. I, I'm aware of it in my place because if I leave for a while and I come back, like let's say I go on vacation and I come back, I can definitely smell. Mm-hmm. Like that old house smell, that musty odor that we also have an article on how to get rid of, but um, which I should heed our own advice. But yeah, and it's kind of disconcerting to know that when you've been home all weekend or something and then you come, you leave and you come back and you smell it and you're like, oh gosh, this is how it's hitting people that come over. Right. You have guests um, over and it's like, is this what they're smelling? Yeah. But it's also weird that you stop smelling it. Right. How does that work? Yeah. Is there a science behind this whole nose blind phenomenon? I mean, there is. Yeah. So nose blindness, as it's commonly known, um, is actually called olfactory adaptation, uh, which, as one would ascertain, um, just happens when your nose detects an odor, determines that it's not a threat, and then shuts down the receptors for that smell. Um, Hmm. So like a quote-unquote threat could be like a banana rotting and you know your nose would key into that because the smell is really bad you're not going to be no you're not going to go nose blind to a rotting banana ah okay but um you know other things like mustiness or um you know pet odors yeah i was just gonna say cat cat smells the smell of cigarette smoke yeah um those are those are things that uh, our nose does not perceive as, you know, a threat, quote unquote. So mm-hmm. um, I wish I did. I wish I didn't go nose blind to that stuff because I'd like to deal with I it. I know, right? I know. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a proven thing. Um, 
the cut did a story on nose blindness as well. Um, and it's definitely like a psychological, um, physiological reaction. Can you do anything to like combat it to, to come into your house with a fresh nose? Yeah, you can. I mean, okay. It's kind of obvious, but you can get out for a while. Here's my question. Sorry. Um, do you happen to know how long you have to leave for? Like, if I could just go down to take out the trash, <laughs> sometimes I come back up and I'm like, oh, I can smell whatever I didn't smell before. So, but like, yeah, one of our sources, what's the time frame? one of our sources in the story recommended um, you go away for a day or two or even a week, you know, to really assess, to really see if you've gone nose blind, get out for a couple of days. Um, like going, you know, coming back from a vacation is a great time to assess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, before you go out, close all the windows and doors, shut the blinds, and seal it up Ooh. airtight. So then oh once boy. you return, you know, you can really smell everything that's in there. And then also you can jump around is another thing that they jump suggested. Around. Jump, jump around. Yeah. Jump around. It's actually. What is, what is jumping? Well, do? just to get your blood flowing. Um, oh. And. Huh. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Perfumers actually do it when they're, you know, testing all these different scents just to kind of, um, you know, sniffing coffee beans and also like jumping around uh, Hmm. as like a palate cleanser. Um, You know, if you you don't have plans to go out of town and you just want to like assess, you know, you have people coming over in a little bit. Yeah. You want to be like, oh my gosh, jump around. Do it. Um, Right. And... Hmm. You could also uh, just ask people. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward as it sounds, you could just ask your close friends, you know, people who are kind of clued into those types of things. Like, hey, does my house ever smell? (laughs) Does it smell weird? Everybody's house has its own signature odor, though. Mm -hmm. I always think that's very interesting. Yeah. Well, we're trying to, you know, I'm, you know. We do have some candles, and, you know, I know we have some... Our favorite scent, actually, if I can go into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. no, I'm curious. I love talking about scents and, like, perfumes and yeah, candles. Yeah, me too. Uh, our favorite scent is from the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in Las Vegas, oh. if they want to if they want to send us some of their, uh, their sticks. Of, uh, it's kind of an orangey, citrusy smell, but it's, like, kind of... I can't even really... I'm not doing it a good... A, I won't be able to do a good job of explaining a smell, but it's kind of citrusy and it smells so good. And because the hotel doesn't have a casino attached to it, as soon as you walk through the front door of the hotel, you just you feel like the scent, and you, it's just like it's every it permeates like every room, every floor of the hotel. Do and they use they use perfume sticks? I don't know. Well, they do, and I don't know. You know, I don't know how much they use, but they do sell them in the spa. So last time we were there, mm. we bought some. Mm. Uh, we. We haven't placed them. We've placed them a little bit here and there, but um, we're probably going to put more of them out because I, I really love the smell of them. I totally know what you are talking about. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you do. <laughs> well, I've definitely walked. There was one particular hotel in Soho that I walked into um, with my friend like a year ago. And I was like, my God, what is the smell? It's just like. I, I love when hotels create these like signature scents. Um, yeah. Does Mandarin Oriental do they have different scents for each hotel? Do you know, or is it? I that I don't know. I have not been lucky enough. If they want to send me to some different Mandarin Orientals to <laughs> to, to uh, assess, yeah. I'm more than happy to do that. I just I I love talking about odors and scent, good scents, bad scents. I love 
I, I find it really interesting when I can't figure out what the smell or what's how, what's making the smell. I have so many questions. Yeah, but no, we can I think we should save it for another pod. We should definitely revisit the, the scent talk. I, I love talking about scents. Um, hopefully the listeners do too, because we're probably going to talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> what's that smell? We'll have a whole segment, recurring segment. What's that what's smell? That smell? <laughs> Eric, you're going to talk to us about a unique home, a couple unique homes. Yeah, Natalie, thank you for the intro. Yes, I'm going to talk to you about a couple of unique homes. Both of them are conversions of a different type. Um, One is in Chicago, and it's a converted firehouse Hmm. uh, from, I believe it's from, uh, when is it, from 1936. So the owner is an artist and kind of did this amazing conversion. There's no fire pole, but it was a brick. It, It is a brick firehouse it looks like a firehouse from the exterior it's a gorgeous building from the outside and what they've done with it is stunning i mean it's uh basically like an all modern kind of clean lines Mm. it does it doesn't necessarily have much of a a firehousey vibe inside but it does have it does have that front swing door like you know the Mm -hmm. door that the The the, 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 the yeah exactly that the fire truck or the fireman would rush out of uh, it has that in the front, and that's painted a bold red color. And, mm. you know, there are red accents throughout the home, but uh, the the elements that are, you know, firehouse-related are the huge high ceilings. The ceilings are, like, I think 10 and a half feet high because you had to fit fire trucks in the that's building. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it's you know, it's got some really high ceilings. So uh, it's got a really open, kind of airy feel, and the conversion they did was amazing. It was a firehouse until the 70s. And then the city took it over as office space, and then it sat empty for a couple of decades, Hmm. basically from the 90s up until 2013 when the owners bought it. And uh, they've done an amazing job over the last five years. I guess they're ready to move on to another project, but this Chicago firehouse, if you've ever wanted to live in a firehouse, if you've ever held a firehouse fantasy. Oh, you know I have. Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> that bathroom, though, <laughs> just moving red, on from that comment. With, um, with the red tile? Yes. Yeah. The, it, Do you what like would you call it? That tile? No, yeah. but I mean, it's a little, it's pretty stressful, it's like but all, I think it's cool. For, for the listeners who can't see this but should go see it on our site, um, it's a full floor to ceiling red tile in the bathroom. Yeah, what, it's what would you alarming. Call, what huh. would you call those tiles? They're kind of extra long and they're done horizontally so that you know i think extra long horizontal (laughs) extra long horizontal tiles and (laughs) yeah they're the other bathroom is done in a more sedate white yeah no i don't particularly like it i just think it's very cool Mm -hmm. right and i guess this it's in it's plopped into a great neighborhood it's not you know you're you're in like a walkable neighborhood yeah lincoln square Mm. in chicago so it's a it's a four-bedroom conversion comes with three covered parking spots which is a a big a big whoop in chicago yeah and uh it's on the market for 1.38 million wow would you buy a former fire you you would buy a former firehouse i think it's so cool the 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 architecture is like second to none i think it's yeah Yeah. it's it it is gorgeous and it's very spacious looking um and like you mentioned with the high ceilings and it's got lots of windows and Yeah. yeah it's gorgeous Say you didn't have one point three eight million, you only had say one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> well, we also had this week a former 
train station in New Hampshire uh, oh. that was converted into a residence. And this place is, I, I guess there's no other word to call it, but adorable. It's, I mean, the owner made it a labor of love and had a, you know, really loved everything to do with the railroad. And um, this particular little train station has been converted into a one-bedroom house. And it looks almost like a museum. That's got the sign and everything. Yeah, it's that got the sign. And it's inside is just all like wood and it's got the little window where you would buy your tickets. Mm-hmm. And It's really adorable. Yeah, it's it's adorable. And and it's, it's only one bedroom though. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, the kitchen is a kind of a vintage, fun kitchen, old-timey kind of kitchen, but it's only $160,000. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so I love the little kitchen with the, uh, yeah. all the, the, like cabinetry, there's the doors of the cabinets are like that pine wood, but then it's painted yes. green. Um, the the yep. backsides are painted green. It's so cute the the contrast, and they have the same the stove. old stove, uh, yeah. but new right. you know new microwave, new fridge. Um, right, and we've done a couple of these in the past about you know converted train stations or converted train cars, um, you know being turned into residences, and this is probably. I'd say one of the best I've seen. This is, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the firehouse conversion in Chicago is amazing, and that's a million plus. This is a, a more small scale conversion of an old building into something uh, usable and mm-hmm. livable and cool, and it's only 160000 So, they're just polar opposites, but really stunning and beautiful in their own right. Yeah. I mean, you've got yeah. modern and sleek in Chicago or rustic and adorable in New Hampshire. Um, okay, well, I think this is a good time to move on to yes. winner and loser. Let's start with our loser, just so we can end okay. on a positive <laughs> note. Uh, okay. Our loser this week was Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cue, I mean, it is what it is. Should I cue the sad trombone for Mr. Charlie Sheen? Yeah, you can cue it up. He had this house, or he has this house in Beverly Hills, um... I guess it's kind of on the Sherman Oaks border. It's uh, $10 million last year. They tried to put it on the luxury rental market for uh, over 40000 a month uh, a couple months, like last summer, I believe it was last summer. Mm-hmm. And then now it's back on the market with a new listing price of $8 million, about $8.5 million, let's say, $8.5 million. Okay. So they took, took $1.5 off the price. And they're hoping somebody would buy it. This is the home where he lived with those women that he <gasps> called his goddesses. So this was the ho- this was the home. Yeah, the debauchery ensued. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm sh- I'm sure there were many homes where the debauchery ensued. Right, but... right, right. But the famous <laughs> one with the goddesses, mm, where he like yeah, really it's, it's it's this one. So yeah, it's it's really kind of customized to his taste. Uh, it has you know a dumb waiter that comes up from the kitchen into straight into the uh, the bedroom. Mm-hmm. It has uh, a cigarette machine in the <laughs> in the game room. It's uh, or the bar mm-hmm. area. I I think some of those features might survive a new buyer, but I think so, a new buyer will probably you know make it more to their own taste. Strip it, clean, <laughs> sanitize the entire place. <laughs> Sa- you said it. Sage it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of saging, a lot of smudging. Yeah, winning more like losing. Aww. Um All right, and then our winner. Our winner of the week is former Phillies slugger Ryan Howard. 
Yeah, Ryan uh, sold a home in Bel Air Shores, Florida for $16.5 million. And while he didn't get the $18 million he was originally looking for, $16.5 is nothing to sneeze at. That's especially okay. when, Yeah, especially when this home was customized pretty much to his taste. He had mm-hmm. this home built for him, and it had things like a trophy room, a bar, you know. So it, when we, in the past, when we've seen athlete homes or even celebrity homes, when uh, an athlete or celebrity has a vision for their own home, uh, it can be hard to find another buyer to buy into that vision, especially when you're talking multi-millions of dollars, because somebody that has that kind of money to spend might want to buy or build something that's more suited to their taste. Like a... A full wall with a Mack truck in it, but a shack, but yeah, a shack truck, yeah, like, like Shackapulco. Like that's going to be a tough. <laughs> that's going to be a tough sell. But Ryan Howard was able to find a buyer that I mean, and it's not to say that Ryan Howard's home is not beautiful. It's just that when you spend a lot of money on a home and you have it built to your specific taste, it can be hard mm-hmm. to find a buyer that that matches up with that. There's a lazy it, river that runs throughout the yeah, property. A, My God, that's cool. Yeah, there's a lazy river. Yeah, it exactly. looks like a hotel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's that big. It's massive. It's, it's right. Mediterranean, so like call. It's Mediterranean. I also do like the Napa style wine room. Yeah, so. the wine room is very cool <laughs> with the stone, the floor to ceiling stone. Yeah, and you can, you know, it has like a little table in there, so you could do tastings mm-hmm. and love that. Yeah, I think with that, uh, it's time to wrap up this episode. That was fun. Yeah. Love to pick this back up next week. Quite a ride. We'll pick it up next week. Um, Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in yet again. If you want to read any of these stories that we talked about, go to realtor.com slash news. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at housepartypod. You can reach out to us via email at podcast at realtor.com. Tweet us. Write us an email. Let us know how you're feeling. We'd love to hear it. Uh, we'd also love to know how you feel in the review section on Apple Podcasts. So scroll down, click five stars, and write us a review. Or click one star if you hate what we're talking about. <laughs> we really, but we'd like we five. really hope you don't, though. Um, yeah. And if you do, tell us. And if you do, we'll tell us. Change it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, we'd love to hear feedback. All right. Well, that's it for this week. And uh, Eric, Rachel, thank you. Thank you, Natalie. We'll see you next time. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.